Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Yankees listeners get $50 off a $500 purchase. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. On today's show, is there crying in baseball? Yes, there is, and it can be beautiful. Speaking of beautiful, the Yankees are riding high on an 11-game winning streak thanks to Jamison Tyone, Aaron Judge, and the umpires, perhaps? We'll recap last night's game. We'll preview tonight's finale in Toronto. And it's Wednesday, so we're going back to May 4th, 1982. Why? Find out next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yankee fans, welcome to Locked on Yankees. It's May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you, all my Star Wars geeks. I'm a Star Wars geek, kind of. I've seen most of the movies. The first movie I ever saw in a theater was the first one when it was just called Star Wars, Not a New Hope. Thank you very much, 1977. Yes, I'm that old. Anyway, (laughs) happy May the 4th. Let's get into... Let's get into everything. Let's get into how you can listen to us. Apple, Google, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher. How you can watch us. YouTube. So like, subscribe, and watch us. Thank you. And if you have a smart device, tell it to play podcast Locked on Yankees. Oh, and if you have Twitter and Instagram, we're at Locked on Yankees, all one word, because we like to make it easy for people. So yeah, I'm a little hyper today because holy crap, the Yankees. 11 games in a row. And, you know, everyone who was poo-pooing the schedule, what do you got to say about them handing the Blue Jays their first series loss this season? Ooh, very exciting. Now, last night's game kind of played out the way I thought it would. I told you all Alec Manoa was very tough, and he proved that last night. His only real blemish was that pitch to Aaron Judge. We'll talk about that in a second. But... I figured once they got past Manoa and got to the bullpen, maybe the Yankees could get something going because the Blue Jays' bullpen is not one of their strengths. And yeah, the Yankees showed that last night. Now, the game was not without controversy a couple of times. Um, I don't know what was going on with the umpires last night. I really don't. Um, You know, and I don't like the idea that people think the Yankees only won the game because of those two plays it's like well they ended up scoring nine runs well if those plays didn't happen they wouldn't have scored nine runs well you don't know that (laughs) you don't know that anyway there is something interesting though about the marwin gonzalez play uh mike exiza i never know how to say his name and i don't want to screw it up and i mean you know he's one of the most prolific Yankees bloggers of all time, River Avenue Blues, hello. And, you know, he's been writing with CBS Sports forever. And uh, this is from his CBS Sports rundown of everything that happened last night. So if Marwin Gonzalez was called out on that play, the Yankees would have had runners at first and second with two outs and a, three, a 3-1 lead. 
which would have been an 81.1% win probability. But because he scored and wasn't called out, they wound up with runners at second and third with only one out, a 4-1 lead, and their win probability went up to 93.6%. So, yeah, that was a big deal, but the Yankees' bullpen has been unbelievable. (laughs) I mean, they're really, they're a joy to watch. They're just so good right now. And the Yankees have pretty much held Toronto, well, not pretty much, they have. They've held them to three runs in two games. The prolific Toronto offense that we're all worried about. They'll snap out of it, believe me. There, there will be games when that offense, you know, hangs a 10 on the Yankees. It's bound to happen. Hopefully it won't happen tonight. Hopefully it just didn't jinx Nestor Cortez Jr. But, you know, they're not going to keep them down all year. And they're not going to stay down all year. And, you know, the Yankees pitchers are going to have games where they don't dominate. But those these first two games against the Blue Jays, my goodness. You know, you go from playing the Guardians, Orioles, Royals, where you're expected to win because they're not good teams, and then you go to the team that, you know, did the most in the offseason. And, you know, we were all expecting them to not run away with the division. We don't expect anyone to run away with the division. But the Yankees are looking really good. And speaking of that, just for context, I said this in my post-game video last night, but here's the thing about the Yankees' start right now. And yes, it's very early, but best records through 24 games for the Yankees. 2003, they started off 20 and 4. They were really good. That was when Derek Jeter separated his shoulder. And he wasn't even playing that first month. 1928, 19 and 5, 1939, 19 and 5, 1958, 19 and 5, 2022, 18 and 6, 1932, 18 and 6, 1998, 18 and 6. 2003, obviously they lost the World Series to the Marlins. 28, they swept the World Series. 39, they swept the World Series. 58, they won in seven. 32, they swept the World Series. 1998, they swept the World Series. Just saying. (laughs) Again, it's too early, but I'll admit I wasn't expecting this start, and I know you weren't either. Don't lie. Do not lie. You you cannot lie to me. We're all friends here. Do not lie. You were not expecting this to happen. It is a pleasant surprise. Hopefully they'll keep it up, but you know this team will, you know, they'll slow down a bit and there will be stretches in which we're annoyed with them and, you know, I mean, I could go off right now about the fact that they lost two out of three to Baltimore Easter weekend. And if they hadn't done that, they'd be at least 19 and five. But 18 and 6 is good. 18 and 6 is good. In a moment, we will continue talking about last night's game and preview tonight's matchup. But first, whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Are you celebrating the special women in your life? 
BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate thousands of fine jewelry options at every price point. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring, and they're committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. When you commit to a piece, so does Blue Nile, with guaranteed service and repair for life. So if you're not satisfied, no problem. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You can shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. So this Mother's Day, give your mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Yankees listeners, you get $50 off a $500 purchase. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day, so use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and it arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, where you get recaps of Major League Baseball games with analysis from our local experts who are taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So, more about last night's game. Let's discuss Aaron Judge's home run, because holy hell, he hit the crap out of that. And that was a tremendous at-bat, by the way. I mentioned it. In the series preview, I mentioned it yesterday when I was previewing the game, Aaron Judge could not hit Alec Manoa. Many Yankees couldn't. <laughs> the kid is good. He retired 15 straight Yankees at one point. He's a good pitcher, and the key to winning a game in which he pitches is to stay close scoring and then hope for him to come out of the game, and then you can beat up on the bullpen. And that was the blueprint for last night. That's exactly what happened. But that at-bat between Judge and Manoa was amazing. And Judge is really on right now. He's scary. I wouldn't want to have to pitch to him. And Mark DeRosa of MLB Network broke down the at-bat. And, you know, there were a couple of swings that Judge just missed. And uh, Manoa definitely missed his spot on the pitch that he gave up the home run. But the fun thing about the home run is when the ball landed, kind of bounced around a little bit, and a man in a Blue Jays pullover got it and then immediately handed the ball to a kid in a Yankees hat and a Judge shirt. Kid, autom within a second, starts bawling, <laughs> hugs the guy. And I don't know about you, but my allergies were really bad last night. It was really dusty in my house. As soon as I saw the video, it was waterworks. I can't help it, okay? It was just such a sweet moment. And then, you know, the reporters were telling Judge about it. And he was talking about how he wanted to see the video. But that just makes you romantic about baseball. You know, I don't know if I'd ever see a Yankee fan do that. No offense to my fellow Yankee fans. But, you know, we don't have the best reputation. Um, but here's the rule. If you're an adult at a baseball game... And you get a ball, but there's a kid right near you. Give the ball to the kid, Zach Hample. Anyway, <laughs> Giancarlo Stanton hit a home run last night. <sighs> that put them up 9-1. And it was just kind of like the punctuation <laughs> on the end of a sentence. <sighs> he hit the crap out of that ball, too. Just amazing watching these guys. 
And, you know, I mentioned yesterday how I was nervous about them playing on turf. He ran from first and scored on a double, which is pretty good for Stanton. You don't normally expect him to do that. And he did. And yes, I was holding my breath (laughs) because I'm always nervous seeing him running at any speed. And yeah, just, um, (laughs) I almost was like, no, 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 don't do that. Be careful. But it worked out well. Now let's just get into some more numbers about last night before we preview tonight's matchup. I spoke about Tyone going six innings. At least I think I spoke about Tyone going six innings. One run on five hits, no walks. None of the Yankees pitchers uh, walked anyone, by the way. And Toronto was one for 11 with runners in scoring position. They left seven on base. So yeah, Tyone pitches six. Peralta, one inning, gave up two hits, one strikeout. Miguel Castro, an inning, one hit, one strikeout. Lucas Lecky, one inning, one strikeout. Wandy Peralta picked off Alejandro Kirk at first. That's when you know that, like, okay. The Yankees had scored a bunch before that, but that's how you know the Blue Jays were just not having a good night at all. <laughs> Alejandro Kirk is a good player. Or at least he seems to be against the Yankees. It almost feels like a Jonathan Scope situation. He's just one of those guys that the Yankees can't get out. But hey, they got him out at first base. So, you know, I just thought that was really funny and wasn't expecting that. I don't know what he was doing, um, but good for Peralta. It was very close to a balk, though. Even David Cohn said that on the uh, broadcast. And I'm always, does anyone else, I can't tell a balk from anything because there's such nuance to it. And I don't know, you really have to, I feel like you really have to know what you're looking for. Because some people will think a pitcher's balking. You know, you'll hear fans freak out when they throw the ball to first. But I, I don't know. I, I can't tell. Well, leave a comment below on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. And let me know if you can tell when someone's balking. I mean, obviously, there are some instances where it's, you know when it's happening. But sometimes it feels like umps call it. And you really have to know what's happening in order to catch it. So tonight's game, the finale of the series, Nestor Cortez against Yusei Kikuchi. Cortez is 1-0 with a 1.31 ERA with 28 strikeouts. Wow, that's amazing. Kikuchi is 0-1 with a 5.52 ERA and 13 strikeouts on the season. And as I said, the Yankees seem to be doing an every other game thing against Kikuchi. They did pretty well against him the last time, so we'll see how they do against him tonight. But... This is the Yankees who are riding on an 11-game winning streak and don't want that streak to end. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see, and I said this about last night's game, it'll be interesting to see which streak would end. Oh, by the way, I had mentioned Manoa um, having a streak. They had a streak of 12 games that they didn't lose with him starting. So... Yeah, it's a big deal that the Yankees won that game last night the way they did. So good on you, boys. Now, as for batters against Cortez, Bo Bichette in seven at-bats has a home run and an RBI. He's batting 429. 
and George Springer, a home run, one RBI, and four at-bats. He's batting 500. Now, Cortez seems to have Vlad Jr.'s number. It's only seven at-bats, but Vlad Jr.'s only batting 143 with an RBI. As for the Yankees' batters against Kikuchi, Tim Lucastro, it's only five at-bats, but he's batting 600. Huh. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa in eight at-bats is batting 375. Aaron Judge, right, I mentioned this on the series preview. Nine at-bats against Kikuchi with two home runs and four runs batted in, but he's only batting 222. So that's interesting. But then again, he is on fire. So will he get his 10th home run tonight? Possibly. Very possibly. (laughs) So in a moment, we're going back for Way Back Wednesday. And I know you're wondering, why on earth would we we go back to May of 1982? Well, I'll tell you in a moment. But first, summer is coming. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. And Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Just throw them in your bag, in your kids' backpacks, so you can make sure that everyone has a bar and you're all fueled for summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. So there's no more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and their puffs are covered in 100% chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And have you tried those puffs? They're really good. Churro. Get the churro puff. I am not lying to you. It is so good. And if that's not enough flavor for you, you might want to try the mix box. It comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. And they make something that's, they make something for everyone. And you know what my favorite flavor is, mint brownie. Talk about it all the time. I highly recommend it. So go to built.com to get all your favorites, including banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so much more. They're all delicious. New flavors are coming out all the time. Go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay. So you may be wondering, Stace, why did you pick May 4th, 1982 to look back on? Well, I don't know if you know this about me, but Duran Duran is my favorite band of all time. And they just got word that they are going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's about time. Thank you very much. But May 4th, 1982, Hungry Like the Wolf was released. Not here. That didn't happen until December of 1982, but it was released in the UK, May 4th, 1982, 40 years ago. Good Lord. So we're going to look back at May 4th, 1982, Yankees against the Athletics. It was a Tuesday night at Yankee Stadium, start time 8.09. Interesting. And at this point in the season, the Athletics were 15 and 11. The Yankees were 9 and 13. Hmm. Let's go through the lineups. You know, I love doing this because it's so much fun. 1982, 40 years ago. I remember it well. Ricky Henderson. Oh, this is the the A's. Ricky Henderson, Dwayne Murphy, Tony Armas, Cliff Johnson, Joe Rudy, Davey Lopes. Oh, my God. Jeff Newman, Dave McKay, Rob Piccolo. Tom Underwood was your starter. Now, there's going to be a bunch of pinch hitters and everything because this game went into extra innings. For the Yankees, Willie Randolph, Ken Griffey, Dave Winfield, Lou Pinella, Roy Smalley, Jerry Muffrey, oh my God, Rick Cerrone, Dave Collins, Bucky Dent, and your starting pitcher, my second, my second favorite player 
I liked Greg Nettles first, then I liked Dave Rigetti, and then I liked Don Mattingly. That's the order that it went in. So Dave Rigetti was your starter. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> it was 60 degrees. The wind was blowing in an unknown direction, according to baseball reference. <laughs> And the umpires, Mike Riley at home, Larry Burnett at first, Lou DeMuro at second, and Durwood Mel... Wait, wait, hold on. I'll say this correctly. Durwood Merrill. I remember Durwood. Wow. Okay. The attendance was only 22,414. So the A's started scoring right away. They scored three runs off Rigetti in the first inning, thanks to a Cliff Johnson single, a Davy Lopes single, and then a balk. Wasn't I just talking about box? That is very strange. Jeff Newman, while he was at the plate. Actually, a lot of stuff happened when Jeff Newman was at the plate. <sighs> Lopes, steals second. Then there's a balk. Joe Rudy scores, because he was at third. And then Jeff Newman struck out looking. <laughs> but the, the athletics were up 3 nothing. Then in the top of the second, Dave McKay hits a double. Rob Piccolo hits a fly ball to right that advances McKay to third. Ricky Henderson hits a sack fly. They go up 4-0 at that point. The Yankees chip away. Bottom of the third, Willie Randolph hits a triple that scored Bucky Dent, who had walked previously. Then it's quiet until the top of the sixth. The Athletics go up 7-1 at this point. Now, I told you this game went into extra innings, so the Yankees did some things in those latter innings. Lopes, single to second, single to second, center. Rudy scores. Jeff Newman, double. Lopes scores. Ricky Henderson, a few batters ba later, hits a single that scores Newman. They go up 7-1. So the Yankees chip away in the very next half inning. Willie Randolph starts off with a single. Ken Griffey hits a single. Dave Winfield hits a double that scores Randolph. Oscar Gamble hits a fly pop. Wait, no. Foul pop fly to third. Which, if Stacy were watching the game, that would have annoyed me. Nothing annoys me more than foul pop-ups. Just, no. Especially... No, it doesn't say how many pitches this at-bat was. But especially after a single-single-double... Because I feel like that that's the kind of thing that you do on the first pitch. <laughs> Not all the time, but that's how it feels. Roy Smalley hits a ground out to double that scores Griffey and advances Winfield to third. Then Jerry Mumphrey hits a single that scores Winfield. So the Yankees get to within 7-4. George Fraser. Fraser? I didn't say that right. George Fraser re replaces Rudy May pitching. Has a 1-2-3 inning. Then... The bottom of the seventh, the Yankees tie the game on a three-run home run by Dave Winfield. I love Dave Winfield. He wasn't my favorite. Don Mattingly was, but he was my brother's favorite, and we got into war about that, just like everyone else did. Now, it's quiet until the top of the 13th. Dave LaRoche comes in to replace Goose Gossage. Gives up a triple to Ricky Henderson. <laughs> Walks Dwayne Murphy. Tony Armas hits a double that scores Henderson and Murphy. The Athletics go up 9-7. Dave Beard comes in. And pitches a 1-2-3 inning. Then the Yankees lose. Womp, womp, 9-7. But hey, they, they were down 7-1 in that game. 
and made it interesting. So, you know, hmm. uh, what are you going to do, right? <laughs> but let's see. Hold on. Let's just see who else was pitching in this game because, you know, it went 13 innings. So Shane Raleigh, remember him? I do. <laughs> I remember Shane Raleigh. If you're old like I am, you remember guys like that. That's hilarious. Yeah, there he is. I just popped him up on <laughs> baseball reference. Yeah. Didn't forget that face. That is so funny. That's why I like doing stuff like this when we look back at games, because it's just, it's so much fun. You know, I know for some of you going back to when you were kids is going back to the 90s and 2000s, but I have to go back to the 80s for this. So yeah, they lost to the athletics, womp womp. But like I said, came back 7-1, pretty good. Now I will say. As I was looking through the articles about last night's game, I found <laughs> the post, their article about last night's game. The title is, or the headline, Yankees destroy Blue Jays for 11th consecutive win. I mean, yeah, 9-1 is kind of destroying. But they just had a really rough game, the Blue Jays. You know, they were sloppy. There was even a play, uh, the Yankees didn't, I don't believe the Yankees scored on it. But I think Hicks hit a ball, and it probably should have been a single, and he was rounding first just to do the rounding and then running back. But the guy who was covering second totally missed the ball, and then Hicks was able to get it to second. And it just, I don't know. The Blue Jays looked uncharacteristically sloppy. And Eric Boland of Newsweek joked that it was he felt like he was watching the Orioles instead of the Blue Jays. And, you know, as I said earlier, those two plays, the one at first and the Marwin Gonzalez rundown that wasn't a rundown and he ended up scoring, you know, two plays like that can deflate you and it can kind of screw up the game for you. But the game was still close. Even 4-1 is close enough for an offense like Toronto to turn things around. But, as I said, the Yankees' bullpen has been lights out. And, you know, even if it was only 3-1 and Gonzalez was called out and then, you know, with runners on first and second and two outs, the Yankees don't do anything, it could have been a similar situation to Monday night's game. And maybe the Yankees still win, but only win by a couple of runs, you know. But they're firing on all cylinders. And it's fun to watch right now. One of their best starts in history to the surprise of everyone, again, as I said earlier, you are all lying if you said, oh yeah, I knew the Yankees were going to start off this way. No, you didn't. You did not. You did not. You're a lying liar who lies. Okay. <laughs> so again, tonight, Nestor Cortez Jr. against Yusei Kikuchi in the series finale. Will they get to 12 wins in a row? Or will the Blue Jays finally pull one out tonight? against the Yankees. We will find out. It'll be interesting to see because we keep thinking, okay, they're gonna, it's gonna happen at some point. This streak is going to come to an end at some point, but I feel like last night was the best chance for the Blue Jays. But as I said, the Yankees have this every other game thing against Kikuchi and it could be the 
this could be the game where they struggle against him. We'll find out. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or any, anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube, and please like our videos. Just press that little thumbs up button. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We'd really appreciate it. So enjoy your Wednesday. Go Yankees. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. 